This is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast, where CEOs, senior leaders, and C-suite executives share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes because the best leaders know how to share their ideas concisely and quickly. Let's jump right in. Question number one, in a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm John Cooper. Uh, I do quite a few things, but uh, I'm now in digital marketing, also do professional video production. So, um, you know, kind of run the gambit. Very cool. So how long have you been doing that? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I majored in film production in college from there, uh, went on to a production company where I had the opportunity to do business development, learned some things I liked about that. And there's things I didn't like about it. Um, but at the end of the day, I kind of learned to, you know, the business side of the video production business. Uh, I didn't learn that sales wasn't my thing. So I then, after two years there, uh, moved on to my next opportunity uh, where I started at a digital marketing company, uh, learning kind of the analytics about, on, you know, on that side of the business, um, as well as starting my own thing with, with video production and providing video production services for small businesses. And that's been going on for the past like two months. Um, so that, that, that'll catch you up on me. That's awesome. That's super cool. Well, I appreciate kind of the eclectic background that you have. So I know you're going to have a lot of insights to share with folks because you're kind of living it at the moment. So that's really mm -hmm. cool. Um, so what have you been learning about yourself during this journey? It sounds like you've been on quite the exploration. I've learned so much about myself. I was just talking with my friends from high school and we, we kind of came to the agreement that over the past year, we've grown more as people than at any other time in life. Like the entirety of college, we feel like we've grown more in the past year than we did in, in those four years, you know, just because things have been so intense with the pandemic, um, things have been so intense in our own personal lives, kind of transitioning into real adulthood, you know, and, and I learned very much that I had and continue to have a fear of failure that held me back, um, that I always wanted to be top of the class, always wanted to be first, and I always wanted to be the best I could possibly be, but in, pursuing the best, you tend to settle for good, for, for the best in the short term, but only good in the long term. And what I learned is that I need to start failing more, being more willing to fail, being more able to put myself out there. That way, in the long run, you know, I'm playing the long game, I, I have the best opportunity for success. That's pretty cool. So I'm actually hearing you say that you're kind of trying to fail on purpose in some ways and more, it sounds like from an emotional perspective to get comfortable with it and to feel good about it, um, obviously to learn as well, but I hear it as almost an intentionality. Is that kind of what you're, you're thinking? Yeah. Fail on purpose might be a little harsh. You know, you never set out there to be <laughs> well, like, no, Oh, I'm going to but... fail the heck out of this, you know? Um, but it is something that you have to intentionally be willing to fail. You have to realize that if you don't fail, you're going to really fail. So you have to be willing to be like, Hey, I don't know if I'm going to succeed at this thing, but we're going to do it anyway. Hey, I know that I'm going to make my first uh, motion graphic. And it's going to suck. It's going to be <laughs> terrible because I, I'm at the point where like, I can tell the difference between quality and not quality, but in many areas, I don't know how to make that quality until I make really crappy things for a long time until they actually become at least passable in my mind. Um, but the whole point, you have to be willing to make those crappy things or you'll never get to the good things. Mm, I love that. That's so great. So uh, then I'll ask you, um, what's been one of your hardest lessons or, you know, one of those epic failures and, and how did you deal with it? Yeah, I'd say that like one of my biggest failures, um, and, and I don't like to call it a failure, but I feel like I really struggled, uh, 
for one of the first times in a real way after college going into my first job. Um, and it was for a multitude of reasons. It wasn't one thing. It was, I really struggled because I, that was my dog. I'm sure that picked up. Um, uh, really struggled just transitioning into like adult life, like living on your own in college is not the same as living on your own, like for real, you know, and, and <laughs> I moved to a new area. So I didn't have any like friends in the area. I didn't have my family around to support me. I was in a totally new career while in the same, you know, general industry, I was doing something completely new, learning that. And so I just found that I was learning so much at the same time. Nala, please stop that. <laughs> I found I was learning so much at the same time um, that it was really struggle to, you know, latch on to any one of them and, and really succeed. And eventually I did. Um, but it really taught me that, hey, I survived through this kind of failure period. Um, and I learned so much that I'm now using. Uh, let's keep doing that. You know, let's keep challenging ourselves rolling forward because that's the quickest and easiest way to learn. It's amazing. I, I love all of that. And you make me think, so what would you say to some college kids or people coming out of college right now? What would you say to them coming out into the workforce? You know, I mean, obviously, if you haven't picked up on the failure, um, you know, thing, don't be afraid of that. Um, but on top of that, I'd also say, you know, I got the best piece of advice uh, for it was specifically for networking and it was on my first day on the job from actually the guy who happened to be the mayor of the town I moved to. Um, but he gave me this piece of advice and applies in networking, but it also applies in life, your career in general. And that is, um, you know, give to others without expectation. Uh, if you go in with the mindset of whatever you're doing, that you want to help people and you want to make their life better, make their day better, make them smile, doesn't matter what it is, and you have no genuine expectation of anything in return, people will pick up on that and just want to return it to you, even, even though it's not transactional, you know, because people don't like transactions. People like people genuinely helping each other. So if you go in everything with the mindset of, I'm going to help this person, you're on a call, I'm going to help this person, you're at a networking event, I'm going to help this person, you're out shopping for groceries, I want to help this person, it doesn't matter. As long as you're trying to help people, not everything's going to be returned. But again, in the long run, that's going to pay so much more dividends than going for the quick, easy thing uh, where you just helped yourself. I literally just read an article this morning on Inc.com about, about that, saying that the one characteristic that set people apart at work that made the biggest difference was the kind of the giver's gain mindset. Um, mm -hmm. And those who did it freely without any expectation of return, you know, far uh, fared better, far more than those who did not. Mm -hmm. And and I know that there's people watching this right now who are like, let's see, they did the math after how long I've spent after college. They're like, this kid, <laughs> he doesn't know, what it, you know, he hasn't been through it. And I, I know I haven't. I, I'm a dumb 24-year-old kid. Um, but I do, you know, these are just what I've learned. And it has been very successful for me up to this point in my relatively short life. And, you know, if I'm talking to people and giving advice, this is what I'm going to say. And, and, and that's exactly it, that go-giver mentality. Um, and, and the great thing about that is that even if you don't want to do something, you know, even if you're not a good network, you don't want to go to networking events, you aren't a good, you're not good with math and you, you, don't, you don't want to do this math. If you are just looking for ways that you're going to help people out by doing the thing that you do, we like to help people. It makes us feel good. It gives us endorphins, you know, and when we feel that we've helped someone, that thing we don't like to do becomes a lot more enjoyable and we're more likely to do it. Um, so if you can kind of marry, you know, the, the don't be afraid of failure and the, and to help people together and, you know, you, you get this perpetual motion machine of just good things coming from things you didn't necessarily want to do. 
Well, and I'm really hearing you talk about more of a long-term picture, right? Treating people mm -hmm. the way you want to treat them as though you were going to be friends for 25 years. And, you know, so I'm hearing you really talk about this more as an investment rather than an expenditure, you know, like spending mm -hmm. time. I'm curious, is that kind of how you're perceiving it? Yeah. I mean, that's really how I, I am presented. You're investing the time because what you have when you're young, and, and this is obviously I'm talking to the college students again or coming out of college, you have time. You don't have kids. You don't have a mortgage. Or, most likely, you don't have kids, you don't have a mortgage, you don't have as many responsibilities now as you will later in life. What you have is time. You don't have the money, probably, you don't have the experience, you don't have the knowledge, you don't maybe even have the skills, but you do have the time to put in and investing that time as wisely as possible is what's going to get you ahead in the long run. And when I used to hear that when I was back in college, I'd be like, ah, the long run, I don't got time for that. <laughs> like what we're talking like, things that are going to pay off 10, 20 years from now, but that's not really the case. Like things will pay off long run. We can be talking a couple months from now, a year or two from now. Like the, I, I'm only like two years out of college at this point. Things have paid off significantly. I was able to get this next job by doing these things that I'm saying, these, you know, these networking, these helping people. That's how I got this job, you know, just by helping other people and they helped me. Um, and that was only two years of, you know, the long-term thinking, and that will just continue to pay off more and more and more as that time continues to go on. I'm assuming you're going to keep it up then for, for, for the foreseeable future. I, well, I, I sure hope so. <laughs> maybe, again, maybe I'm totally wrong and this is all going to crash, um, but then I'll learn from that too, right? You're on, you're on to something there for sure. So who else uh, like yourself, what other successful business people like yourself should be on the show? Who should be paying attention to out there? Yeah. So, I mean, there's the, the guy that I got the advice um, from, uh, Kirk Fulcher. He's a, he's a financial guy. Um, he does investments and all the stuff that I don't do. Um, so, um, but he, you know, that piece of advice was awesome. And, and I still talk about it every day. Um, another great person I know is uh, Ashley Owens uh, at, uh, at Ashley Connects, also working with Ohio now. She's awesome. Um, just a power networker who's just embodying that, just always trying to help people. She's been a big inspiration for me early in my career. So and those are two you know, examples of good people um, that I think would be great for this show. I love it. Well, thank you so much. And you know, I'll reach out there and try to find them. So I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not shy. <laughs> yes. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. I'm curious if somebody wanted to reach out and introduce themselves, how might they go about doing that? Yeah. And, and I encourage them to do so. You know, if you're, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, Hey, I want to talk to this guy, please reach out. I want to help you. Uh, my email is probably the best way to reach me at Cooper King. And that's C O O P E R K I N G 96 at gmail.com. Excellent. And audience knows I'll put it in the description so they can find you there as well. Um, well, it's been such a pleasure having you. I do hope you can come back and join us in the future for another episode. I'd love to have repeat guests on. Mm -hmm. I would, would, would love to be back. And maybe next time I'll tell my dog to not be so loud. As soon <laughs> nope, as nope, nope. We love the dogs <laughs> in the background. It just makes us feel like we're all in the family. So it's all good. Of course. Of course. Thank you. Well, this is Stacey McKibben in the Master Communicator Podcast. For more ideas and insights, please do go check us out at www.conciliateam.com. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care. Bye.